Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Myers, and you can find me on livetoone110.com. But if you only want to live to 100, don't come to my site. (laughs) Here is my co-host, General Lee Lowry. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here today. You guys can find her on generallee.com. And today, we don't have a guest. We are just going to be talking about General Lee's fitness philosophy and some of the controversy about fish oil and generally what's been going on in our lives just to enter- for your entertainment pleasure. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. And before we get started, let's read that disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before you choose to do anything that we suggest on this show, whether it be a treatment or a healthcare uh, regimen. A regimen. It's okay. I can't think. I read really well, but I don't think so hot. Yeah, it's like, don't do anything we say to do on this show unless you've consulted with someone first. Okay. There <laughs> we go. The brain fog is, uh, it's hard to live with. I, when I, before I started my nutritional balancing program, before I started detoxing heavy metals and, and you know, a bad diet that can uh, produce brain fog, I could not string two thoughts together, much less two sentences. But now... It's a lot better, you know, after two years on this program, but not a hundred percent. I still have got another year or two to go. I don't know. If will, I don't know if it will ever ever help me with my reading. So maybe I should, maybe I should read books and stop watching True Detective. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So what's been going on with your week? Oh my gosh, I've had such a great week. You know, we had talked about earlier, and one of the things that. I'm bringing up on the show that I I, I I don't know if this is a good idea or bad, is my dating life. Uh, I've actually been wanting to talk to you about that because I saw a post on your Facebook uh, where you're all dressed up in a hot little black dress ready to go out. I was like, mm, she's dating. I haven't heard about, this, about yeah. this guy yet. You know, I was in a relationship for a long time and I took, like everyone suggests when you get out of a relationship to take some time to yourself. And I finally listened to that suggestion. You know, you have to be a healthy person and get, you know, emotionally in a good place in order to move on to the next. You're not bringing it forward. And so I really, this is the first time I actually took that advice because I figure like maybe this will work if I just work a little bit on myself. So I did take some time um, and it's been about a year. And so now I'm going, I've decided to go full fledged back out into the dating world. And let me tell you, I don't know. You're married and and have a sweet little kiddo, um, but the dating world is brutal. It's hell. Oh my god, it is hell in LA. I do not wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> I mean, it is crazy. I just let's see. This week, I'll just give you an example of my week. I actually went on a date with a fantastic guy. I had the best time. He's, I mean, he's hilarious. He's nice. He's kind. He treated me to dinner, which is pretty much new for me. But. Uh, so that was nice, you know, it's, it's accepting somebody, treating me nice. Uh, I rode a motorcycle even for the very, actually the second time in my life, and I had the best time doing it. So mm. that was, let me just say, there's been one good, but for every one good date, there's probably about five that are bad. Yeah. And um, I, uh, it's funny, at the gym, you know, there's a lot of guys that I call it shark around, you know, looking, just kind of, you hear that noise in the in your inside of your head, that dun dun 
dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's how I feel at times. And uh, I know it's such a meat market. You're at uh, Gold's in Venice. Uh, it's kind of the weightlifting mecca, and I, I'm sure it's just a total meat market. There's a ton of gentlemen there, and a lot of people I think who are so into themselves they could care less about me, which is kind of the good thing about a couple of the different gyms that I go to. And then again, I have a lot of friends that are trainers and that are fellow fitness competitors and people out there. But there are a few. There's always that that those few that that shock you. And uh, this week, I, I had somebody Facebook inbox me, which I don't think is the best way to approach someone anyway. No. Uh, and it was so funny because, you know, they said, oh, I really miss you at the gym. We miss seeing your shiny little happy smile. And I thought, how nice, you know, and I, I, I emailed back, thank you. And about two minutes later, I got, and of course, that cute little butt of yours. And I thought, that's a little <laughs> stepping over the line. But I just wrote laugh out loud because, you know, I probably should not have written back at that point. Uh, but about 20 minutes after that, I get this email and it says, speaking of butts, here is a picture of my butt for, <laughs> for fitness motivation. And I thought, oh, uh, my God. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. It is, first of all. Was I it mean, Harry? No, I mean, it, he has a fantastic physique. Great. Good for you. But let me just, for all you guys out there and for all you women who have been through this, I mean, for the guys. Don't send a selfie of your anatomy. No, we do not want to see it. It makes you look so odd and off. You know, girls, there's kind of an acceptance rules. Girls can send a cute little selfie. And I don't know, you know, from what I understand, that's not that weird. You know, guys kind of accept that and think, oh, she's thinking of me. Girls do not feel the same way. No. I (laughs) do not want any pictures, even shirtless. I don't want nothing. I just want to talk on the phone. Right. (laughs) Nothing. Treat me to a movie. Tell me I look beautiful. And, you know, after that, it's kind of like, please do not, you know, just treat me like a lady and and give me some respect. And at the same time, you know, just the last thing we want is, you know, naked pictures, honestly. That's just the craziest thing I've ever heard of and I really don't know this person well so now you know I don't <laughs> I don't know defriend block what do you do from there did you see his uh was there a red <laughs> eye in the photo there was no <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't but I did show it to two of the male trainers at my other gym and they were like Lee that I said is this normal is this what happens because you know I'm just back out in the dating world I don't know <laughs> and it is not normal so I found that out. I do know this is not normal behavior, but for any of you guys out there, you know, even the muscle pics, unless they're, you know, some they're asked for, like, let me see your pictures from when you did a great job. Don't send, send those. That selfie rule needs to be put in place. It's a hard and fast rule. It does not change. <coughs> it's I, a great way not to get a date. I think there's a generational thing as well because my older friends that are maybe in their late 50s and 60s, they don't even want to be text. They think texting is rude to ask you out on a date through text. And yeah. then I'm 40, so my 40-ish friends are like, you know, they don't want selfies. But the younger friends are in their 20s and 30s that I have. Um, they they don't mind the selfies. It's just kind of the norm. Yeah. You know, my sister is, is about 10 years younger than me. So I always check in with her to get the guide. I say she actually thinks things are weirder than I do. So that's the good news is that I check with her and she's like, nope, that's weird. Defriend. <laughs> get rid of that person. So 
And see, I don't even want to see my husband's butt, okay? Much less some dude I don't even know. Let's let's just keep it all in the dark. We don't want to, like, so, you know, let's just, I don't want to know. Uh, No, clarification. I want to see his butt in person. I don't want to see it in a photo emailed to me. Let's just clarify that. It just shows uh, narcissism and and somewhat weakness. I I don't know. It's just odd. But uh, I did, on the other spectrum, I did have, I don't know about what you deal with. My parents are both alive, and they both are on Facebook and Instagram. (laughs) So, again, back to that social thing. My mom is really good. She typically likes about one out of four pictures. But my dad, who I adore, is overboard. Oh, my God. This week... (laughs) He likes everything, and he comments. I mean, I put up a picture of asparagus, and he wrote asparagus, and I'm like, Dad, you know, and every single thing I do, he comments on, whether it be good or bad, and then I, so I had a phone conversation with him about Instagram, parental Instagram etiquette, like, do not, you're allowed to like about one in every four pictures, you can, you know, you can... Maybe write a comment twice a month, and it can't be longer than two sentences. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm on Instagram, and I get a new Instagram friend, and it's my dad. I'm like, Dad, I'm blocking you. You're allowed <laughs> one social media that outlet. That's it. You can't have more than that. So I don't know what your feelings on that are, but. You know, I, I don't know about my parents. My mom's not on Facebook. I keep trying to get her on it, but she doesn't really see the use for it. <laughs> Uh, at, least, at least for her. She doesn't need it. She's got herself a hot little boyfriend, and they're about to get engaged and married and stuff. So she doesn't She doesn't see the need. Let me tell you, don't try to convince her to get the need, because once they get the need, it's like beyond. And I know I talk to all my friends about it, and it's just, it's just like a, a big joke, because a lot of my friends have the same issue. You know, they post something, and all of their friends' parents are liking it. So it's, you know, one of those things. It's like, oh. Yeah, luckily, I'm not doing anything, you know, I'm just doing health stuff. You know, some of my friends, they they post photos of them going out and partying or or being naughty, and I'm not doing any of that. So I'm just like, here's to your health. Eat more radishes. You know, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing that I'm, I'm worried about mommy saying, you know. Well, speaking of this week, I know that you did your cooking show. Tell me about it. Yes, it was so much fun. It was a lot of hard work. Poor little back was uh, very tired at the end of the day because I had to stand up straight and I shot four cooking shows of my new show, Modern Paleo Cooking. And it's going to be on YouTube. And I'm really excited about it because I wanted to start providing more recipes and uh, a way to implement the modern paleo diet, not just tell people this is what you should be eating or not. Um, I wanted to really uh, show people how to do it and how easy it is and um, how they can very easily and quickly prepare meals that are really, really healthy. And it's also to support my book as well that's coming out soon, The Modern Paleo Survival Guide. I've got to tell people how to eat that way. So the yeah. cooking show is a way to do that. And I'm going to have a new recipe um, with the show embedded in it um, on my blog. And it'll also be on the YouTube channel. And I'm really excited. I Like I said, I shot four shows in one day. And my director's amazing. I got really lucky meeting this guy on Elance. And um, he's a, a veteran director. His name is Laren Baker, and he's really excited to do it. And we had a lot of fun in my kitchen. That is so cool. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It looks like it's going to be awesome. It's so funny. I had a. I, I'm trying something new. I have been addicted to uh, coffee creamer, 
And my coffee creamer is the kind that is the dirty, dirty kind. Oh, no. It's, it's made with corn syrup. And I am anti-corn syrup, yet for some reason, to wean me off of this, it's like it's like drugs. I look at it, and I'm like, I'm not going to do it today. And I end up with the coffee creamer at the store in my hand. Mm-hmm. It's got to stop. I have a solution for you, because I used to be addicted to my hazelnut coffee mate creamer. That's the one. And that's the problem. It's got partially hydrogenated oils in it and the corn syrup. It's bad. It's you know, bad. On many different levels. Um, but you know what you do is you just use real cream. So you're getting real healthy fats in you. Um, I actually, right now, I use raw cream um, in my coffee. I use raw cream. And then um, I use, uh, I just started using stevia. But you can you can get a healthy, sugar-free um, hazelnut flavoring that it's like separate so the cream and the hazelnut flavoring are separate you know what I'm gonna try that one of the other suggestions and I wanted to get your take on this and for our audience if if, if Wendy approves it then it may be something you want to try I, a friend of mine who's a bodybuilder as well uh, when we go into the bodybuilding phase for me I end up raising my fats and my proteins and lowering my carbs slightly uh, when I do that, I'm, I'm allowed a lot more healthy fats. And one of the things I thought about incorporating is a suggestion of his, which is a teaspoon of coconut oil. And actually, he puts grass-fed butter in his coffee. Mm, yeah, that's the bulletproof coffee method. That's And I'm thinking about trying it because, one, my fats are raised to a level that I can afford that. And I, I do hear it does great things for your metabolism in the morning to have that fat in there so what are your thoughts well that's actually what I did this morning I actually had my bulletproof coffee um you know I've had Dave Asprey who makes bulletproof coffee on the podcast and I'm actually doing his podcast next Friday on the March 21st um which is actually when this airs that'll be three Fridays ago (laughs) but um I know the time sequence is hard to like figure it out here but uh I had um in my coffee this morning I had the MCT oil was which is actually extracted the medium chain triglycerides extracted from the the coconut oil so it's more concentrated brain fuel Uh, and i have an extra bottle of that i can give it to you dave gave me he sent me a bottle of it um if you want to try that same thing as coconut oil it's just a little bit different it's just it's 18 times more concentrated in the mct the medium chain triglycerides as the coconut oil and um it's uh it definitely for me, I, I take that when I'm going to start writing because it really gets me super focused. It's super crazy high brain fat, fuel. High fats, the good kind, are, mm-hmm. is great, are, are great for your brain. That's Is that pretty much, uh, those two things are linked. Is that a great fatty diet, but yeah. not, not the bad kind of fats, the great kind of fats for you. Yeah, you need fats because your brain and your nervous system especially if you're like someone like me or using your brain a lot, you, you, your nervous system has to have fats. Well, you know, somebody who's trying to use their brain more like myself, Uh you know, I've been on such a low, I've always been on a very low fat diet. So maybe I'll, I will become super cerebral girl all of the sudden. We'll see if I can. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to fear fats. You don't have to fear fat. Like fat doesn't necessarily make you fat, you know, and that's what I try to tell people. And, um, definitely I've noticed for me, um, I can eat a lot of fats, but I find I gain weight if I don't cut carbs. Like I don't do, I don't go totally paleo and cut all the carbs, but I, the lowest I can go is one serving of carbs a day, but I don't worry about cutting fats as much 
as I do the carbohydrates. I actually have a very similar philosophy as I when I train. I I am I have to either have a higher I have a little bit of a higher carb diet a lot of times in my off season for the fuel that I it really does well with my body type for some reason I I'm able to eat those carbs but when it gets into the bodybuilding season I tend to go higher fat and higher protein and lower those carbs and really lean out but you know and I love it because when I do switch the carb and the straight carbs and the fats or the fats for the carbs it's got to be one or the other for me I can't go to an all-protein diet, low-carb, low-fat. It does not – I have lethargy. I'm exhausted. There's no way I can lift what I need to lift. So I absolutely agree. I, I feel like I'm, I'm excited because I'm in my 10 weeks out from my uh, competition and I'm about to go into that high-fat, high-protein diet. So it's going to be great. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's individualized because when someone – oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. When so when someone has a um, uh, everyone's different was what I was saying, and that for me, um, I don't do a lot of cardio stuff, so I have to have um, uh, you know I can lower my carbohydrates pretty well. Um, but for other people, like and also for me, I kind of have a, a little bit of a slowed metabolism, um, just because I have a you know I'm still healing my adrenals and my thyroid a bit. Uh, I have a little bit further to go. So what I found working with clients is people that have a slowed metabolism, they don't burn fat very efficiently for fuel. So they're not able to, they can't consume as many fats really for that reason. So for some people, it's really about cutting the fats down a little bit and cutting the carbohydrates down. It's not about either or. Right. Um, And... But it's not about going low fat or non fat. You know, I always try to tell people eat the full fat foods, but just eat less of it. Yep. You know, absolutely. absolutely. Well, that's awesome. And then speaking of, you know, a little bit just about what I believe when it comes to fitness is kind of in a similar vein. You know, we talked about like what is my fitness philosophy? And it's what you talked about with food is everybody's different. You know, the one thing I always say is don't be scared or intimidated of the gym. Uh, a lot of people are, or even going outside and, and doing your workouts outside. The number one thing I would say about fitness for myself and what I believe for all is that you have to work with what you have. So if you are somebody who has never worked out and you feel intimidated to go in the gym, you have, a lot of times I ask those people, let's start in, let's start in your house. Let's start outside. Let's get you going um, there. And really then we find that it's, it's just fear that has taken over and not allowing our mind to think that we can do something that we can. So a lot of times I'll go to someone's, you know, backyard, we can do a workout, a 15 minute workout in your backyard and you would be, you know, exhausted, exhausted and, and, uh, feel like you got the most out of your, uh, out of your fitness. The other thing that I think is really important is I find a lot of times in fitness, people, uh, they hate on specific, you know, different types of fitness. So if you're a bodybuilder, you might hate powerlifters and powerlifters hate crossfitters and crossfitters, <laughs> you know, it's like this weird microcosms that don't, they, they're, they don't want to allow anyone else to be right. I kind of liken it to religion. You know, we we're scared to let others have what works for them. Oh, I was unaware of this rivalry. Oh my God. It's so big. It's so funny. Um, because, you know, everyone wants a certain look. And sometimes bodybuilders are going to, 
and and for me that's more my style it's what i enjoy which is why i went that direction i have friends who absolutely i will take them they say lee i want to do what you do and i take them through my workout and they hate it they're bored because a lot of it is slow controlled te- technique form it's very um it's very isolated, slow movements. And that's that's what I like. That's what I'm used to doing with Pilates. And when I, I lifted weights for 15 years, really, before I started doing Pilates. And I like that slow, controlled attention to form. Yeah, it, 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 it's great. And it's great, you know, because you can tract into those muscles and you build those muscle groups. So you get beautiful muscles and you look very well developed in all areas if you're focusing, you know, properly on each of the different muscle groups. Um, like I do, that's great. You're going to get a very specific look, but it doesn't mean you're the best athlete, you know? And so I think for me, I also love, and I try to mix up my routines. I like some momentum movements because I have fun doing them. I don't love a lot of cardio, but I, you know, there's, I'll take a Zumba class. I'll take a boxing class because I enjoy it, you know, and I'm terrible at boxing. I took a, I took my friend's boxing class the other day. Um, I had the best time in it. These girls, I mean, they kick butt and they're so much better at it than I am. So I walk in and they're expecting the general lead to be amazing, but I can't tell which is my left and which is my right foot, you know? (laughs) So, but I have fun. And so, you know, that's the other part of the philosophy for me that I believe is if you love Zumba and somebody says, well, nobody's fit in Zumba. Like, look at the people in Zumba. Do you want to look? It doesn't matter. If you if it's getting your heart rate going, if, you know, it's it's helping you cardiovascularly, then you're, you're doing something good for your health. Like, bottom line. And if you want a specific look, I say, okay, find somebody in the gym and have them train you. You know, find somebody in the gym who's a trainer that you like their body type and you ask them what they do and see if they can, you know, train you for once a week or kind of give you some guidance into to doing what they do. It doesn't mean you're going to find it to be the most fun thing you ever did. But um, I think keeping your, if you love Pilates, if you love gyrotonic, if you love Zumba, CrossFit, keep that in your regimen. And then do also the things that, you know, are going to give you the body that you're looking for if that's one of your goals. Um, I just think that and do, being anti-anything, you know, we've talked about this so many times. I don't like to say no. I like to say yes. I like to say you can do that. You will do that um, and be positive. So I think for anyone out there that's scared to go into the gym for the first time, the first step is walking into the gym for the first time. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing with you this week. <laughs> we are going to have the best time. We're going to come up with the, like I said, you know, the first thing I ask people is like, oh, do you have anything that hinders you from doing exercise? A lot of times... I'll work on stability stuff first and just to make sure where you're at. I know with Wendy, you do a lot of Pilates, so you're going to have probably an amazing ability when it comes to stability already. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm all about stability. Yeah, you know? And so that's great because then we can really work on those prime mover muscles and and, and do some of those bodybuilding type styles. But I love to keep your heart rate up throughout that. So I do – I typically do circuit workouts – um, I always incru- include, you know, three bodybuilding, uh, different bodybuilding moves plus a cardio accelerator. Keep that heart rate up throughout my exercise. I do a lot of no rest, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can't wait to work out with you because we don't, we don't, I don't do a lot of rest between sets. That's kind of okay. one of the things um, I tend to do unless I'm lifting to max effort. I uh, then I'll let myself rest so that I can come back in and and do a good set. But outside of that. 
you know, I think burning through those workouts is really important. Uh, not not over overdoing the rest periods between. You know, you want to keep that heart rate up. Well, I want to confess something. Yes. Is in the past when I've I've lifted weights, you know, the trainers, I'd always, you know, buddy up with my trainer. And, uh, you know, when we do like a little one-minute rest in between sets. Mm-hmm. And I always had like a little tactic where I'd be talking about something. We'd be chatting away. You know, and the one minute would go to two you know, oh. maybe three. So I had this tactical thing where I would just be chatting them up to extend that rest period. We know your secrets. <laughs> we know your secrets. We trainers know. We know when you need water breaks and, 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 oh, I have to go to the bathroom and you disappear for five minutes. We know. We know when you want to have a really lengthy <laughs> conversation. And you're super smart, so I'm sure you could bring up a topic that would, you know, get your trainer going for a long period yeah. of time and the- then... I need commando whip my fat ass shamelessly. Okay, that's what I need. Well, I'm training a girlfriend of mine, and she told her husband emailed, texted me uh, just yesterday and said, my wife loves working out with you. Wait, I take that back. My wife says that you kill her, but she's happy that you're killing her because she likes you. (laughs) At the end of the day, I like to, you know, just like I like with my trainers, Um, I think it's important that some people tell me I don't want to be sore. So don't make me sore because I I want to come back. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's not what I'm here for. But I'll do that if that's if that's your goal. You don't have a goal to really try to push yourself and get in shape. I mean, I'll follow that. But my philosophy is, you know, I like to push people what they think is beyond their limits so that when they leave, they feel like, man, I would never have done that on my own. Yeah. And I apologize, listeners. I don't mean to be so hard on myself, calling myself a fat ass. I'm just, uh, I'm very, I'm soft. I am not as in good a shape as I used to be. I used to work out four or five days a week. And so I get kind of hard on myself. Yeah. You're, in, you're, you're amazing and you do a lot. So that it's, yeah, it's not accurate. It's not an accurate description of yourself. Well, I'm 30 pounds overweight than I have in my whole life. I'm 30 pounds heavier. And that's a lot, you know, for, you know, I'm 170 pounds right now. And most of my life I was between 120 and 140. Well, so I, I get hard on myself about that. I think, you know, one of the things that I do is I do a body fat test challenge. Um, and this year I did that. We have this, uh, uh, it's a hydrostatic machine that comes to our gym about once every three months. And in three months, it's kind of hard to, to really change majorly percentage of body fat, but, uh, it, it's definitely possible. You can, you're not going to make leaps and bounds, but you're going to do pretty well. Um, but I, you know, like I said, three years ago, I was 20% body fat and I'm down to 12 and I'm not even trying. That's amazing. You know? So I'm excited to see, you know, as I go into, uh, bodybuilding season, what happens when I go go into my first show? Because I'm going to take another body fat test in May, the week after my show. And nice. it, might, it might be something you want to do. You know, I, I would. I've done the hydrostatic. I took exercise physiology at USC when I was in college. And I was at that time, I was in great shape. And I was 18% body fat. So I don't think I've ever been much lower than that. That's incredible. Yeah, that's, you know, it's incredible. 18 is a great percentage of, you know, that's, a, that's exactly where you should be. I'm obviously in the gym all the time. So it's a little, and I lift weights and I don't do a lot of cardio. So I'm putting a lot of muscle on and my diet is keeping a lot of fat off. So that's kind of how I, how I probably am ended up where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I, I guesstimate I'm at 30% right now. 30% body fat. 
I don't think so. <laughs> I've seen you. I'm, I'm going to say probably a little bit lower than that. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't the, – the point for, for, I think, doing this with you and I is, is it gives you a goal. You know, and I think when for me, it gives me it gave me a goal and I was glad to be where I was at. And I have to keep those things in mind. Like, you know, for long term health, you know, you want to be obviously in that 18 to 24 uh, percentage max. You know, you don't want to go over 25. So, well, let's let's see what we can do, obviously, with you, Wendy. I would love to to be have that be part of the test. Yeah, you know, you're really inspiring me because I see how much you're working out. And I actually I see all your posts on your Facebook page. And, um, you know, it's just and I, I've always loved uh, lifting weights. I've been lifting weights since I was in high school, I would go to the gym and lift weights and have a, have a, had all kinds of trainers. And so it it really makes me want to get back to the gym because I'm one of those people where just focusing on weight training really works for me. Yep. I'm not a big cardio person. I have a kind of an ectomorphic body where I'm real tall and slender. So I'm kind of like a giraffe in an aerobics class. <laughs> I've done Zumba and all this stuff. And I'm just looking in the mirror and going, I just should, I don't belong in here. I need to be going for walks and lifting weights, right. you know? So, uh, so for me, um, I'm, I'm very motivated to get back in the gym and I'm really excited to do our first work workout this week. I'm going to try to find somebody to film it. Cause I think it's going to be totally hilarious. Oh my gosh. We're going to have the best <laughs> time. It's going to be, you know what? You're going to do so great. I'm going to, I'm going to use bands on you. I talked about that a little bit. It helps you perform squats properly and, and it does so much. I mean, there's so many things I do with, uh, with bands and so I'm excited, you know, to do that with you. But I also, you know, I challenge our, our listeners. One of the things I want to do is I want to put a challenge out to our listeners. Right now, I ask everyone, just like you ask a question, you know, what do you think is the most pressing uh, disease facing the world today? I always ask people, what is your goal? And it's, a, it's kind of a big abstract question. But I have a lot of people, I have them pick a goal. I have 50-year-old clients who say, I want to get a pull-up by the end of this year. I have a lot of women turning 40. I get a lot of clients who are 39 on the verge of 40, and they want to be in the best shape of their life for 40. I have three clients currently right now who are, that is their goal. Mm -hmm. And so we drill down on what does that look like to you? What is the best shape of your life look like? Do you want to run a half marathon? Do you want to, do you want to have abs or arms? Do you want to see your abs? What does it look like? Uh, so I ask people to take, take the time, think of a goal you know, refine that goal down. You're welcome to share it with me. I am so inspired when I hear and I see people say, because of this podcast, I picked a goal and here's what it is. And, you know, I'll be your cheerleader. So Wendy and I are here for you, just like you're here for us each week. And if you want to do that, you're welcome to email me, Lee at generallee.com or through Wendy's site, live to 110 and tell us what your goal is. You know, what, what do you want to accomplish this year in fitness or nutrition or, or in life and, and let us help uh, champion that for you. Yeah, because you got to know where you're going to get there. You have to set goals. If you know, you can't just meander in the gym three times a week and you got to you got to know where you're going. I always say before you hit the gym floor, you should have a plan in place. So like that's the most crucial thing with both food and with fitness is that the night before I plan out exactly what I'm going to do. I know what body part I'm working. I know exactly what my routine looks like. And I give myself exactly how much time I have to do it in so that I'm not sitting in there with just going back from machine to machine without a plan. Because even I, who know all the machines, am totally lost at times. 
thinking, okay, well, I did that for my arms and I did that for my triceps and I did that for my body. And, and, and it just takes up time thinking and wasting time. So actually a lot of my clients goals is to, uh, deworm. <laughs> a lot of my clients come to me and they're really freaked out about parasites. And I'm like, don't worry, this program I put them on, Nutritional Balancing, it, it's a total de-parasiting program. <laughs> oh my but God. that's that's my client's goal is to uh, get rid of their parasites. <laughs> well, that's very opposite of mine, but I love it, deworming. My, my 2014 goal is to deworm. You know what? It makes sense, though. A lot of people want to get rid of parasites, so that's that's their goals. And, and mine, I have a lot of clients, mine's a little uh, a little easier. They want to see their abs. They want to see their abs. That's, that's what yeah. I hear. Girls want butts, guys want abs. That's what I always hear. My problem is not my stomach. I've always had kind of a flat stomach. My problem is my grandma chicken wings. I got these like flappy chicken wings. I call them my chicken wings. My upper arms are like flapping away. So that's my goal. I want to tone up my arms and I want to lose 20 pounds. That's my goal. All right. So that's perfect. Let's focus on that as being your goal then and we're going to make that happen. And you know what? I had flappy chicken arms uh, when I started. I actually had an ex-boyfriend send me a, uh, in, a picture on text and said, do you remember this? <laughs> it was from 12 years ago. And oh, so, was, that's so sweet of him. I know. He was like, you were a real catch. I was horrible. I think I was drunk in the picture. I look like a hot mess. You were, you're wearing gap khakis. Oh, I, yes. And I was sweating. I guess we were at a club. We were sweating. Anyway, I was not a catch. I was, I was like, thank God you didn't marry me then. You're a lucky guy because I was a hot mess. But I, the only thing I could see is this fat arm. And I thought, oh, my God, I was just so out of shape. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, closer to 40 rather than I was 21 in that picture that I'm, you know, I can't believe I'm in better shape. So I always tell people, you, all my clients – I have most of my clients I told you are is like 85% women over 35 because they have the same feeling I have, which is it's a new life. You know, you don't have to live and this is the prime time to get in shape in your twenties. It's easier to get in shape. It's easy. But in, yeah. but in your thirties and your forties, it's more crucial. So it's the time. Yeah. And one thing I focus on with my clients is I find that most people that are coming to me, whether they're, you know, women over 35 wanting to lose weight or they're not well, they have chronic fatigue or what have you. Everyone pretty much has a thyroid issue over the age of 35. And that's what I found with myself just after decades of accumulating toxins and maybe not living the healthiest lifestyle, even if you exercise. Um, you know, I find that even for me, when I had wasn't living the healthiest lifestyle, and then I had a baby, and then all the kind of stress from that, and you, I gained 75 pounds with my pregnancy. And I, I took, you know, most of that weight off, but I still, um, because my thyroid issue that I had developed um, I, I, st- I had such a hard time taking it off and I would exercise literally six to eight hours a week and I was eating healthy and I was going to bed hungry or a little peckish. So I knew that my calorie, I ate fewer calories than I burned that day, which is, you know, what I kind of do to try to lose weight is just to go about a little bit hungry, just a tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. And, um, but unfortunately I find a lot of, of women are in this same boat where they're kind of spinning their wheels where they're eating a healthy diet and working out and it's not happening and it's really about healing the thyroid. So for me, I've focused um, on healing my thyroid the past couple of years and I, I'm feeling I'm at a really good point and where I feel like a, more of my workout efforts and dieting will 
I'll be rewarded because it'll actually work now that my thyroid is burning the calories that I'm eating because your thyroid sets your metabolism. So if it's slow, you're not going to, even if you eat a healthy diet, you're not going to burn off those calories. There are so many factors. You're right. There are so many factors that go into, you know, weight loss and diet and nutrition. So you're absolutely correct on that. Well, one thing before we end the show today, but one thing that came up at the gym this week, and I wanted to ask your professional opinion, Wendy, because you know way more on this than I do, is about fish oil. So it's crucial for most bodybuilders and people in fitness uh, to take fish oils. I I currently am taking fish oils myself uh, every morning when I get up. So one of the things that's come up is the toxicity of fish and, and the toxicity that occurs in fish oil. So can you give me some clarity to make sure I'm not swallowing down toxins and what I should be doing in that in that realm? Well, I was going to ask you, you said that before we started the show, there was a controversy in your gym where people are, you know, some of the weightlifters are starting to not take fish oil. What's that about? Like, and why? Well, there's a gal who is uh, a professional in in this field, and I saw actually a Facebook post, and she's got tons of followers uh, regarding fish oils and the toxicity of your standard fish oil. Um, she's like, if, if you're eating fish, they're toxic, so why would you think that fish oils aren't going to have toxicity in it as well? And I didn't see a solution-based, meaning I don't think she was trying to – I think she was just saying – uh, you know, that's, that is the overall truth. Now I didn't see a solution. So is there a solution? What kind yes, of oils? Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what the problem is, is that larger fish, um, and including, you know, salmon can be in this category as well. Fish that live a long time just have more time to accumulate toxins. Like for instance, some tuna live to be 20 years old or maybe even older. And so in that 20 years, they accumulate mercury, they accumulate PCBs or eating other fish that, and they just accumulate um, these toxins and uh, many, many other things, including uh, the Fukushima, they're collecting cesium and stronium and uh, radioactive isotopes and things like that. And so, um, the problem is, well, theoretically, if you, uh, you know, people are worried about the toxicity of these fish, which is an absolutely legitimate concern. Um, when I have clients do hair mineral analysis, if they eat a lot of fish, um, then they invariably have high mercury levels on their hair tests. And the clients that cut out all their fish, except for small ones like sardines and anchovies, herring, mackerel, those clients, their mercury goes down to, you know, very, very low amounts. So um, I know the clients that are eating too much bad fish. Um, so in fish oil, what uh, manufacturers manufacturers have done is they take, uh, they usually, they'll use salmon or they'll use, um, you know, any kind of fish and they'll purify the fish oil. Um, so that gets rid of any of the mercury. But unfortunately, there's a price in that is anytime you see a fish oil that's purified, it reduces the absorbability of the fish oil. It okay. just, it just, there, it just, the processing of it, it changes the nature of the fats. Just like when you process our foods. Exactly. You, it just changes, um, changes the nature of it. So it doesn't absorb as well. And then people end up, they think they're taking, um, whatever, a thousand milligrams of fish oil and they're not absorbing that. 
Um, I can't tell you the percentages. Everybody is different. Every brand is different. So the solution to that and what I recommend for my clients, what I take is I only take fish oil that's extracted from small fish like anchovies, like sardines. Um, the one I take is from Manhattan fish in the Atlantic. They're just really tiny fish. And um, I take uh, Endomet, EPA, DHA. Uh, that's what I use. But you have to take more of it. Um, you know, a big capsule is only about, I think, 190 milligrams of EPA, DHA. So I have to take it at every meal. Um, yeah, so you end up having to take more of it. A lot of people try to do the take a thousand milligrams once a day, you know, it just doesn't really work that way. Your body can only absorb so much at one time. So you have to take the fish oil at every meal. It's a pain in the butt, but that's the, the best way to supplement is small amounts with every meal. And, um, similar with calcium, right? Isn't it that you don't take that all at once in the morning, which a lot of people are doing. Yeah. And you know, you, you can only absorb so much of any mineral at one time. I think for calcium, the limits 500 milligrams at one time. And you don't want to take that in the morning because calcium relaxes you. So you want to take that at night. You Good know? to know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one of the, the common things that a lot of my clients are taking their calcium and their with their morning multivitamin. And I always tell them the same thing is that it's one, I, I take it later in the day. I take it two times later in the day, in the afternoon. Yeah. My meals. So. Yeah. I have my clients supplementing, you know, taking smaller amounts uh, with every single meal. Mm. So I only take eat two meals a day. So I, you know, I break up my three allotment into two. Um, so it's, it's not as good, but, um, I just, I can't seem to fit in three meals a day. Um, so that's what works for me. Every other people are different. Um, but as far as the fish oil is concerned, um, you don't, I avoid purified fish oil at all costs. It's counterintuitive, but you don't need to purify fish that is really low in mercury. Good to know. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to know. On the other hand, I tried to eat sardines the other day, and I <laughs> thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm going to do this. And I think I bought like nine cases of sardines. Uh, I, no. I was, you know, when I do anything, I'm determined I'm going to do it. Well, I don't think I, I, I tried to cook it with, I tried to eat it plain. That didn't work. I tried to cook it with eggs. That didn't work. <laughs> I tried to cover it in sauce. That didn't work. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give these away. These are going to go to a good person. Oh, you know what's a good thing is I tell my clients that um, they don't have to take fish oil at all if they eat sardines three to four times a week. You don't have to take vitamin D or fish oil. You can save money on those supplements because you just will get it from your food. That's, that was my goal, and I'm yes. now back at fish oil. <laughs> but you know what? There's a lot. There's a big difference in sardines um, because I I get these little small sardines from uh, from Spain. I mean, they're like eight dollars a ten. They're a billion dollars, but they're so good. Um, they're they're just really yummy. And then I ran out of those, and I was I ate some brizzling. Um, or I, I had some crown prince also. I just had those in my cabinet, just laying around. And uh, those are the typical ones you get at Vons or, you know, your typical, you know, market. And they were disgusting. Okay. Well, I have I've to say. Gone, I'm the cheaper disgusting route. So maybe they were, I will come by and I will get that coconut oil and the uh, the sardines that you're talking about. And I'll yeah. give it a shot. There's <laughs> a big difference. you got to try my sardines. They're very tasty and they're they're small. They're small little baby ones. And, um, which means they have even less mercury. All fish have mercury, even sardines have mercury, but they have far, far, far less 
than salmon. Salmon has far, far, far less than tuna. I never eat tuna. I don't touch it. I don't touch the stuff. It's way too high in mercury. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the crown prince ones I ate had like, they were kind of brownish and they were nasty. Like I wouldn't eat those things either. And I think that's what most people's experience with sardines are. And uh, you got to upgrade your sardines. Okay. I'm going to upgrade. So basically I'm going to try my bulletproof coffee. Yes. Uh, do not send butt shots if you're a guy or selfies in general. <laughs> uh, my philosophy is do what you love, you know, and uh, and I love eat smaller sardines that taste great rather than the big chunky brown ones that uh, I've had my experience with, and uh, and and definitely check out Wendy's cooking show. So you know that's kind of a wrap. <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We're so happy to have you on the show today. And if you guys want to, you know, check out my site, Live to 110. I've got all kinds of information on the modern paleo diet, all kinds of stuff about nutrition, all kinds of tips and tricks, how to live a long, healthy life. I love detox. I love talking all about detox and the best methods to do that. And you guys can check me out on Facebook and Twitter at I Will Live to 110. And where can they find you, Lee? Yes, you can find the General Lee at generallee.com. I have a newsletter coming out. I also uh, am available on Instagram. You can see my pictures and all the different things that I'm doing in fitness at Jen Lee. Or my Facebook page is General Lee Fitness and Nutrition. Again, I want you guys to share a goal with me so that we can get you started you know, on a forward trajectory with a plan. And uh, Wendy, I'm excited. You know, it's hard for me to talk about my philosophy as much as it is, is going to be easy to show my philosophy when I work out with you. So please be stay tuned because Wendy and I will be shooting some fitness videos together. Um, I'm going to whoop her butt in shape. She's already in shape, but I'm going to I'm going to get it to her even a little bit more. So I am not in shape. <laughs> I want you to whip me and give me 20. Shut yeah, up and give me 20. That's what yeah. I want your philosophy to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is kind of my philosophy. So. so, hey, everyone, if you like what you heard on the show today, please give the Live to 110 podcast a review in iTunes. We need reviews to get higher up in the chart so more people can hear us uh, laughing away and babbling about our ideas about health. So, everyone, thanks for tuning in. I hope this podcast uh, gets you thinking about your philosophy about fitness and getting you into the gym and doing what you love. Thanks so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.